In part one of our conversation with Rodney, we heard his story of making a choice early in life that put him on a path to be an educator. That choice allowed Rodney to understand who he is, where he wanted his place in life to be, and to appreciate his life decisions. In part two of this conversation, you will hear how Rodney is helping others and the effects his tribe is having on others. We also speak about going through the pandemic with the purpose and making the choice to take away the Monday blues on Sunday. And of course, Rodney shares with us his experiences with mindfulness, when and how he was introduced to this path, and the way he brings mindfulness into his life. This one was like, no, I, I want to do Thanksgiving 2.0. What? And I was like, That's awesome. what is that? <laughs> right? What is that? And she said, well, there's this guy at the grocery store that I save my change to, and I give it to him whenever we go grocery shopping. Like, if I find it on the couch or the car or on the street, like, and I just give him my, my change. And I put it, my mom got me this Canon Dried ginger ale bottle, and I just fill it up and cash it out, and it's his. And I want to give to other people who are experiencing homelessness right now. So I reached out to that same business and they were like, hey, we'll do a website. If you want to support this student, then tell her, go full stream ahead. And media got involved and there was a website and news stories. And long story short, she brought together over a hundred volunteers. Um, she, with, of course, a small group, raised over $1,200 nationally. And we were able to feed over 300 meals on this day that she created, Thanksgiving 2.0, with 100 volunteers. It was insane. And we bought, like, nine new tables. So they have this thing under the bridge, and they call it um, Friends Under the Bridge. And so each night at, like, 6 o'clock, each day of the week, they have food there for people to come through and pick up their, their dinners. And so over 300 people were fed that day and nine tables were purchased so that they could have a place to sit at the table, which is metaphorically mm-hmm. <laughs> huge when we talk about places at the table. Yeah, I was just thinking that same thing. Like they had a place at the table. Yeah. And this is all from a, fa- a fifth grader. Yes, a fifth grader with an idea who wanted to create something. And the other thing, and this was the hard thing for me to realize, was that she could have been in any other fifth grade class and that might not have happened. Not to say that it wouldn't have, but just the way the stars aligned, the universe set itself up, we were able to do that. Um, And and that impacted so many people, you know, the volunteers, the people who were fed that day, the students who realized that you don't have to be an adult to change the world. Yes. Yes. All you need is your heart and support of others. That's and, exactly right. And congratulations exactly. to you for giving her that support. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll tell you, it's it changed me. And just to realize that a few years before that, I was going to quit teaching, you know? Yeah. Like, I had no idea. The, the whole hashtag, it gets better, it gets better. It gets better. It doesn't matter what you're thinking about, what situation you're in, where you are, it gets better. And you just have to make it around the corner. And it doesn't matter what age you are. We say that, especially to teens, where it gets better, right? That, like, that's the campaign that, hold on, it gets better as you become an adult. But we need to also preach that same philosophy to adults because 
we go, our 20s are not easy, let's be honest, right? We're trying to figure out how to be an adult, and then we hit our 30s, we're like, okay, let's start striding through. But things do come up, and we have to remember, it gets better. That's right. That's right. And, and, and you know, I still, we said I was trying to figure out my identity. I don't know that I've done that. I don't know that I've figured out my faith and what I believe in or any of that yet. And I don't know that I ever will, but I've learned to not get bent out of shape about not knowing and just enjoy the journey a little bit more. That's awesome. And so your curiosity is what keeps you going because obviously you're an educator and you're like probably have this hunger for more information and for to be more educated on yourself, not just about how to be a servant to your children that you teach and the families, but to yourself and your own family. That's right. That's right. And I am a full lifelong learner. It's not just a catchphrase. I do believe that there is a to-do list of things I want to do and learn that I will never get through. If I live to be 150, I will never complete all the things. But I'm having fun getting there. That's the key, right? Let's have fun. Because yeah. if we're struggling in a misery, then we can't be that person for others or for even for ourselves. We have to learn how to cut through the bullshit, right? That's basically what it is. And see the light in everything that we do and find the fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. So a second person who was at that conference back in 2015 was Porter. And Porter Porter is the kind of person that you can be in front of and you can just almost see this glow coming out of her. Like when she meets a complete stranger and hugs them and says, I love you, like she means it, you know, a lot of us are love you. No, no, no. She loves you with every bit of her being like she's our own personal Dolly Parton kind of, (laughs) right? And uh, she reached out to me at the start of the pandemic early on because teachers were leaving the field in droves, right? And uh, she was like, we have this kind of idea and opportunity. What do teachers need to feel nourished, uh, the whole person? And um, we just, it was a Google form that we filled out, right? And she ended up working with a consulting service to pull together 35 teachers from across the country. And, of course, we're all locked in our houses because that was right when we went into lockdown. And so we've never been in the same room together, but we're meeting on these Zoom calls and, and seeing each other on screens. And we end up forming this this group called Operation Teacher Support. And that has become sponsored now by Meta. And there's a Facebook, Facebook group called uh, Nourish Teachers. And... It is the most amazing community. Like the people who look at metrics and that sort of thing at Meta are they're just blown away. They're like, how do you get this much engagement out of people? Because if you look at growing businesses, you have the leaders who lead and the leaders who drive. And then at some point, there's this tipping point where all of a sudden the members are the ones leading. Right. right. And so initially when I joined and we started this group, there was you know, I think initially 50 of us. So we're making weekly posts, daily posts and commenting and liking. And now we're at over 250 teachers nationwide. They all get welcome packets when they sign in. Like there's no sign up. There's no strings attached. We just bet, are you a teacher? And then you get a blanket, you get a tea set, you get random stuff that we, there's a small group of us that works together to make activities 
So if we do trivia night, you're going to get a whiteboard game board in the mail, right, with dry erase markers so you can play with us. It's about removing barriers so that people can participate, but also about letting everyone who joins know that they make a difference, that they're visible, and that they are loved. It is that same theme that start, that, that changed my life in 2015, right? We've carried it through to another platform, and now who knows where it's going to grow to. But... Um, the fact that I'm a part of that, it still blows my mind. I, I look again, how did I get here? Where I'm still teaching fourth grade. I'm writing fifth grade science for a separate charter school. I'm writing curriculum for the 40th largest district in the nation. And I'm a part of a group that supports teachers that says, hang in there, we love you. And it all goes back to that stepping into whatever is in front of you write this letter of application and go wherever someone says, Hey, we'll have you. It just, it, it is mind boggling to me. Yeah. Taking that first step sometimes is a challenge for some people just to have that courage or to, you know, want to do it and like have the drive. But once we do that, then the events that follow you're living proof of what could happen when you just take the first step. Yeah, and you know, that synergy. I, people often say that when you know, you know, and whether that's leaving a career, whether that's making a change in your life, or when you're just on the right path, whatever that is. And I remember the first time I realized everything has lined up and this is the right path. There's nowhere else I could be and feel this good about my life. And that was teaching fifth grade, serving underprivileged students, showing them that the world was at their grasp. Yeah. And I can tell you that I truly believe that when we're happy and we're where we are today and that we make the most of it, we embrace the goods and the bads and the uglies of where we are, but we understand that this is where we are and that we're happy about it. Universe brings you more because like brings like, correct? So like happiness brings happiness, joy brings joy. But when we're stuck in a misery or we can't get through the, all the, the drama of it all, you're blocking that energy coming to you. And there's living proof between, like, I can see you happy as can be and all that's come at you and coming through you to others. And you see that somebody else that just has misery in life and all that they attract is misery. That's right. And, and I'll tell you, Emery, it, it is, it's a mind shift to get there? Absolutely. Um, there was this challenge one of my friends did. It was hashtag 100 happy days, right? And so they literally make a post each day about something happy in their life. And you do it for 100 days. Well, <laughs> I did that. And it's amazing when something is going on in your life and you're still intentional about finding joy, you can find joy. Of course. And um, one of those days we were at the hospital with my father-in-law. And he was passing, and uh, my husband and I are there. And, you know, you would think that was just the saddest time. And it was sad. I'm not downplaying that. But uh, at the time, we were involved with a church, and three of the members walked in. And I was like, hey, guys, come over here. I know this is a strange request. Just look over my phone. I'm taking a group selfie. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we're in the hospital taking the selfie. I said, that's, that's all I needed. And, you know, out of that whole day, 
just having that bright spot to hold on to and focus on, it made everything easier to handle. So when I got to day 100, I was like, well, no, we're not done with this. So we went to 500, and then I went to 1,000. So now it's hashtag 1,000 happy days, and I'm getting closer to 1,200. So it's an improper fraction, but yeah. <laughs> people were like, don't stop. Yeah, People are starving for that kind of positivity because it's not the dominant culture where we live. Yeah, And especially going through the pandemic where I think just about everybody in the world had mental health challenges because of being secluded from everybody else, being isolated. That was not good on the human psyche because we are social beings. And for you to, to propagate for happiness is something that I think everyone needs in the world right now, still. Absolutely. Yes, uh, I, and that's not going to go away. And I mean, I, I am more of the social of the two of us here in this house. And I remember like just putting my hands on the counter and looking at my husband and going, okay, something has to give. We have to have a pod. We have to have a bubble. We have to have something because I need people in my life. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and I'm like, look, we made it here, right? We still didn't have vaccines yet, but I I just couldn't I couldn't isolate anymore. Yeah. And there's only so many screen calls and group messages and things like that that would get me through. Like he's an introvert, so he he was really okay. I was not. I'm like, I love you. You can't hug me enough right now. Okay. <laughs> there has to be more. Yeah. And uh, so we extended and, and um, we, we've got a couple of friends that we hang out with every Friday night and they come here every Sunday night and it's just become a routine for now over a year. And that's okay. You know, it, it, there's just, it's a sense of community. It goes back to 2015, having people around you to want what's best for you and and you get to reciprocate that and give to them and um howard one of our friends he 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 says that it's it's the way to take away the monday blues on sunday oh (laughs) i love that right i'm about to i'm gonna use that (laughs) absolutely it's a good thing and it really has helped i don't dread mondays anymore not Mm -hmm. that i ever truly dreaded that i mean contrary to popular belief i am not a morning person I have a long drive to work, so the time I get there, I'm all bubbly and cheery, but, oh, getting out of the drive is just not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, since we are on a mindful podcast, what I would like to know is, besides posting your happy days, um, that you're now almost at 1,200 days, I want to know, what else do you do, Rodney, that helps you start your day or to stay in your own center and balanced? don't have a consistent pattern, but there are things, right? So I have uh, different stones or precious gems that I will, um, I guess, meditate with, for lack of a better word. I don't, in my head, I don't repeat mantras. I don't do that. I, it's just, I may sit and just breathe and try to clear my thoughts. Um, that's one thing. The other is having a kicking playlist on the iPod um, as I head out. Um, And, you know, when I first learned about mindfulness was from your podcast. And gosh, that was, 
over a year ago as well, right? Right. So we were still in quarantine. And what I would actually do then was I would come down and play the podcast or music related to meditation and do yoga. Um, I think that for me, keeping me centered, I have to do something for me. And the, the biggest thing that I do is food prep on Sundays. Um, I, I didn't do that for the longest time, but when it comes to being mindful of what I'm fueling my body with, when it comes to giving myself time and self-care, I take time on Sundays to prep meals throughout the week that are going to be good for fueling me, you know? And I feel more self-love from that. It's, it's bizarre um, to me to think about, this is me loving myself, making a salad and putting it in a container. But it makes everything go so much smoother Monday through Friday. Well, then you find more time to spend time with those that you want to be with instead of stressing about, I got to make dinner. Or I gotta, What am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to have for lunch? It's already thought out for you. So that is a great practice for self-care, but also to be mindful of your routine and your health. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and you feel better because you got all the good stuff. You do. You fill your body with good stuff. You feel better. As we sit here and drink coffee and tea. True. There may not be all the good stuff in the coffee, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> in small doses, you can have some cheat stuff, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, well, I wanted to thank, thank you for taking the time out today. It truly has been an honor for me to hear your story. It's an honor to feel your love. And it's an honor to have know you. And I wanted to say thank you. Thank you, Emery, and thank you for doing what you do because you share yourself and your vulnerability on your podcast. And I don't know that you know the number of lives that you change. So keep doing it. Keep doing you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mindful Emery. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. And follow me on social media at Mindful Emery for Facebook and Instagram, as well as my website, mindfulemery.com.